that moment you can see it finally is it true is it really happening yes it is your eyes are not deceiving you the crowd is dense there's this tunnel you're in cheering it's getting louder is that your bib number is that your name being called out those last meters the clear space ahead of you the overhead clock showing your finish time the mat is coming closer yes this is it the finish line welcome to hypno running the show where we do more than just talk about running we help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. All about the finish line, that's what today's show is about. And if you want to skip to the end without hearing the message, it's a simple one. It's about complacency and distractions. Yes, hey, if you're a first-time listener, many thanks and welcome to the show. Whereas the lady said, it's actually all about you, the runner, and how to ensure you're in a powerful state of mind. And you know this. The best gear of 2022 isn't going to help you run a second faster if your brain is not in the right spot. If finding excuses not to train hard are easier to find than reasons to actually grow as a runner and then actually go out and run. <laughs> this is the third season of the show. It is ads-free once a week. I have a topic basically I'll focus on the topic of related to mindset mental techniques that can definitely have a very positive impact on how you approach your running. Brought to you by me, Heiko. <laughs> Do check out my site if you're wondering who this is and what he's all about. HeikoStribble.com, H-E-I-K-O-S-T-R-I-B-L.com. Or just recommend the show. It's a nice thing to do. Now, obviously, the show's not for everyone. Why? Because I record straight into an iPhone. There's no editing, no cutting, and no trying to get it absolutely perfect. You know, what is important is the message and that there are points that will resonate with you. I mean, therefore, don't judge me by the audio quality, but rather by the content. Huh? So the journey's end, the tape, the finish line, the goal, the last stop, the resting place, the stopping place for many runners crossing a finish line is usually a big sign of relief. I, it, it is for me, you know, <laughs> and distance or time has got absolutely nothing to do with it. Whether you cross the line of a marathon, if it is one where you've trained extremely hard for, or your first 5K, or perhaps maybe you managed to complete and succeed at a, at a couch to a 5K, all of these events, different kettle of fish basically, aren't they? I mean, they both deserve the same level of importance. And well done, whichever one of it is you might have, uh, have just accomplished recently. And often, especially when you're on an exhausting run, you barely maybe even have the, the, the power to lift up your arms and to break out into spontaneous celebration, you know, even to do anything more energetic. Weeks of training, the relief, you know, oh yes, I made it. It is more of a relief which whilst crossing the line slowly, you know, looking weary, it doesn't mean it's not a, it's not a special moment. I, I'm sure so many times when I see a runner who's extremely drained, the power is nearly gone. It's just like crossing the line. You can feel the tiredness, the exhausted. But I think um, emotionally, he's wound up. It's a huge experience, uh, hopefully a positive one. <laughs> Although, I'll be honest with you, I've had my fair share of disappointing finish line crossings. There's the, 
the beloved comrades where I trained and, and worked very hard for a nine-hour finish, and um, I didn't reach it, you know. <laughs> Talk about disappointment. And, and I couldn't hide the fact this is exactly what I trained for. You know, definitely not. But actually it was, it was crossing that finish line in, in Durban's Moses Mabida Stadium. It was the down run. And I entered the stadium, believe it or not, you know, it's such a, actually it's such an inspiring moment to enter that stadium. And, and from far away, I was just coming out of the, out of the corner onto the last straight. And I, and I spotted my eldest daughter. Can you imagine? There's so many people sitting there. And I was well over an hour behind my big bragged about arrival time. And um, I, I actually pointed to my watch when I saw her. I pointed at my watch and I made a fist like an angry face. Why? Because, well, I got a very nice watch. A really neat GPS watch. I bought it especially for the comrades. And uh, I hadn't charged it, so I flew down from Germany. Well, it's a 12-hour flight. Spent the whole next day and then the following day. So obviously, <laughs> it basically gave up after kilometer 21 or something. And <laughs> I was so annoyed it wasn't the watch's fault that I didn't do the race in a time I could have, but I was blaming it on something. And uh, crossing that line and that exact moment, it's a blur to me. I, I can't properly remembering it, except I remember uh, I finished the run and uh, I went straight over to the showers and, yeah, and we drove back to the hotel. And actually, you know what? I got two medals that day when I crossed the line. One was the finisher medal for the comrades, and the other is the back-to-back. -back. I mean, if you don't know the comrades, uh, there's an uprun and there's a downrun, alternate each year. And if you complete your first uprun and then your second downrun, or vice versa, your first downrun, and this following year you successfully complete the downrun, you will get a back-to-back -back medal. And that is a special moment. You know, you can you only have a chance once to do that. <laughs> and tell me, shouldn't I have been savoring every second, every moment? You know, those last meters in the stadium? You know, who would have known that a, that a pandemic would mean my next finish is going to be a long time off in the distance? Should I have really been more appreciative and in a much better state of mind? Now, for certain runners... Those that are aware of it, crossing the, the finish in a different manner has become the defining moments of their race. You know, sometimes runners do something special on purpose. Um, Shauna Miller is actually somebody from the Bahamas. <laughs> somebody from the Bahamas. She used this to her advantage in the 2016 Rio Olympics 400 meters in the last few meters of the race. She dived. Now, some say, well, she fell. No, she dived over the line to beat uh, and second place. I mean, basically, she, that, that, that's how she won. And the move, obviously, it divided opinion, but the result stood. It still stands today. Miller took home gold. Congratulations. Or, sticking with the comrades, Camille Heron. She's the, she's the blonde lady who has a very... I don't want to say awkward, but a very unique running style. You know, she crossed the... Hang on, hang on. She entered the stadium, and if you're the first place man or woman of the comrades, the stewards, they hand you a red rose. And she, she took the rose, 
and she slowed down and she began to walk and high-fiving the crowd, you know, and I immediately realized, hang on, lady, because I know this rose, because watching the, the comrades for many years, the rose is usually handed just as you come out of the tunnel. <laughs> not, that, not that I was there at first place. I saw it on TV. <laughs> so by watching TV, uh, the comrades live, you'd see the, the runners handed the rose, and then you still got to run another 200 or 400 meters at a 90 degree. What Camille Heron actually also said is, so looking at her, this is the point. I lost track you for a second. Hang on. Camille Heron, 2017 Comrades winner. So basically, she said that before the race, she had a very tough year. She had a, a, a hamstring injury. She had something with her knee. She fell somewhere in some other 50K race, and, and she wasn't at 100%. But what she did is she, had her, she, she knew certain factors. I would presume it is a heart rate uh, where she felt that's just my guesswork, is that she felt confident and fit enough that she can actually be in for the win. And she said she put in many weeks of, listen to this, 120 to 140 miles since December. Wow. <laughs> and then mentally, she divided the race into, into the thirds, the first 40K, the 40 to 77K, and then the final 10Ks. That's where Polly Short's climb is. And what she did is she focused um, basically on, she, she knew where she needs to be patient. She knew where she could be able to accelerate. And then when she came into the finish, she, she hadn't planned the finish, what the finish will be like. And from her point of view, it was like, well, I came around and somebody handed me a rose and I presumed I was finished, you know, and was like, yeah, yippee, I did it until she realized, or the person told her, she still has to keep on. She says she was so fueled by adrenaline to start running again. <laughs> and it just goes to show even a, a pro runner hadn't thought properly of those last finishing moments. But she obviously had the power and the resources inside of her to still power up again. Um, there are some negative examples. There was recently in the press, an American high school cross-country runner. He got disqualified because he swore extremely loud as he crossed the finish line. And... Um, I think he was in second place only, and because he was using this profanity, he, he got disqualified. Um, <laughs> then there's the uh, Ugandan athlete Jacob Kiplome. He was about to claim first place in a 15k road race, and, and he was already he already raised his arms in celebration, you know, before stepping over the line. But the second place runner, and you should see this on on YouTube, Kibivot. Uh, he just suddenly like turned up the turbo and he nudged past Kiploma on the line, you know, and it's milliseconds. And of course, it's not often that we think about this, the finish. And of course, sometimes you don't even focus on it. But what you don't focus on, you're going to be led by your current state of mind, your current state of emotions. Now, during my own athletics coaching when I was a teenager, we had this really strict coach, Afrikaans coach, and he would... He would make us run 800 meters under time. And then, um, so picture it, you know, there's six or seven skinny 15-year-olds with two tight shorts, weird running shoes and brown t-shirts. And, and then just before the finish line, the front runner, the lead, would just change his pace before, you know, the, the, that last 50 meters. And the coach would go berserk. They would go mental. 
you know, and he direct us to run through the finish line. Keep running hard until you're several steps behind the finish line. And the time would seem like, what? You know, we're tired. We're exhausted. Our third thoughts were focused on before the finish line. And what he taught us is to focus behind the finish line. Now, by the time, obviously, you reach the finish line, even for 800 meters, you're exhausted. You're spent. And the last thing on our minds was to keep on running. We wanted to stop exactly on the line. And we wanted just to sit down and maybe drink some water or just lie down, you know. And, and these thoughts, they would occur too soon. These rewarding thoughts of stopping, of lying down, of falling down. But you are still in a state of racing. There's still a position to be decided, a time to be reached. And, and let's say this incorrect mindset or the lack of focus on where your mind should be it can cause you as well to fall short many times, even, even out of racing. So, so where did this spontaneous slowdown come from? Why would it take a coach to explain this, to direct me to continue to run, even after I've passed through the finish line? Now, it, it was more about creating a mindset of finishing strong, you know, versus sort of like shaving off a second or two from your race time. What, what happens a lot of time is a runner will, will slow down right before they reach the finish line. They see the end and then they begin to already slow drop the pace, their running form, and casually get to the finish line. And the mind is more focused on raising the arms or stopping their watch. And, and you can see runners do this and things get really sloppy before the end. <laughs> and there are a lot of unfortunate consequences that can happen to a runner when they do this. You know, slowing down before the finish line, it creates an opportunity, obviously, to overtaken by a distraction. Did you see the marathon finish of the European Championships in Europe? It was just last month. Now, Richard Ringer, 33 years old, he became the first German man to take the European marathon crown. But how he did it, you, you need to see this in, uh, really, go to YouTube. And check this out. Just enter Richard Ringer or European Championships Munich 2022. And there's one, um, a very good um, camera viewpoint where the camera is focused on the leader, um, Maru Teferi. And Teferi, he is holding his pace. He is looking strong. And I think the video starts, the one I'm referring to, it, it's sort of like in a horizontal position. And then it also goes into a drone position. Now, Teferi, he's holding his pace. He's looking strong, and the crowds are cheering, and it's a straight line. The finish line is in sight. And second place, Petrus. He, he seems settled for what seems a good second place. Now, I was looking at the distance between him and the finish line. It's definitely the last kilometer, looking good, you know. And my eyes were also darting between where they are and the finish line and what will be pretty quick. Now, remember, we're talking about European championships. It's not a park run event or a fun run. This is a prestige, fame and glory. And then suddenly, as I'm looking at how, how, far, how much further do they have to go, what is the time? And you could see Ringer move up a position. And then he passed this very strong-looking Petrus. And the 
distance to first place, so Ringer is now up into second place, especially with overhead camera position. It looked like Ringer had done well. He came from fifth to four to three to two. I mean, wow, that's it. You know, the distance looked to me impossible that he'll be able to catch up. But remember, I've got to take quick decisions as I'm seeing this video. And then what happened is, and this is a decisive moment, Teferi, the leader, heading down towards the finish line. He can already see the tape right there. He glanced over his left shoulder. He's still looking strong. What he didn't realize is that he only saw off in the distance was the third place runner. Ringer, the German guy, is behind his right shoulder. Actually, he's just a couple of steps behind him. 25 seconds passed. I counted this. And again, first place runner, Teferi is glancing over his left shoulder. And then, too late. Ringer was already going at a much faster pace. He's close to the spectators. So he's between Teferi and the spectators. There's a small gap there. And Ringer is suddenly, I don't know where he got the power from, he upped the pace. And Teferi was not able to accelerate. Because by the time he looked from left to right and he realized, oh my goodness, he is a runner. He hadn't even had him in the picture, you know. And in about five or six strides, actually six to be exact, uh, Ringer just passed, flew past him on the, fast, on the last final 20 meters. It was hard. It was sunny conditions. The crowds are going wild and they were timed 2.28. And uh, uh, it was a 1.5 seconds difference. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. What what a kind of a situation that was. Now, do you think this just occurred, that Ringer was just lucky that it was just like, oh yeah, well, it's it's like, you know, <laughs> um, there's just a chance here I'm going to do it. No, he had trained for this. He had envisioned this. And unfortunately, as the lead of the marathon, he only glanced over his left shoulder. He was looking strong. He should have won that race. What overcame him was an athlete who was better prepared who had envisioned this, who had prepared for this. And this is the wake-up call you need to watch out for. Complacency and distractions. You know, complacency is a, is a habit. When you do something once, you're creating this mental path to, to repeat it. And when you repeat something over and over, then it's a habit. Even unintentional habits like slowing down before the finish line might eventually wreck your entire race. It may not seem like much, but when you do it often, the slowing down starts to imprint itself on your mental roadmap to do it again. The anticipation when you race the same distance over and over, you know when the finish line should be coming around. You hear the crowds near the finish line. Or you have that GPS watch that's telling you the distance. Hey, you start to anticipate the finish line and your time is looking good. So you start to slow down perhaps 20 feet from the finish line. The next race you're going to take part in is going to become 40 feet, then 60 feet. And before you know it, perhaps even the last half mile, you're just going to like, I'm just going to take it home because, you know, it's not about position. And you're going to start finding all these sudden words. It's not about the comp It's not about the position. Come on, that's nonsense. That's why you're taking part in a race. It is a competition. And once you start to have these and they're not negative thoughts. They're lazy thoughts. <laughs> they're wrong habit thoughts. It's creating complacency. What's going to happen next? The finish line does not change location you know, during a race. So the only thing you can change is your approach. 
Your effort in the race can change depending on what thoughts you have trained yourself, what thoughts lead you. So if slowing down right before you cross the line is okay with you, then why not slow down in the middle of the race? Or right when you start to have some other issues, distractions, some struggles. You know, a lot of time, when you're racing, you have mental conversations with yourself. Why am I pushing myself so hard? Or why am I waking up every morning so early to do this? Is this really necessary? And these conversations with yourself about your struggles, they're experiencing, they're taking your mind off the race performance and you're focusing on struggles instead of the opportunities which are out there, uh, rather than focusing on what you're currently doing. So ask yourself better questions. Learn to ask yourself questions you have answers for. It is a, it is a matter of being aware and then choosing to think different thoughts. Now, it's crazy. It sounds many times when, when racing, you're thinking about the next race. <laughs> What's the training plan going to be look like? How are you going to prepare with all the things necessary and the course and what have you? Now, careful. You might be getting ahead of yourself and you haven't even completed the current race. This has happened to me as well, especially when running marathons in cities which are maybe not so exciting. They're boring. You know exactly where you are. You know what pace you're on. And then I'll already be thinking about the next race, which is three weeks away. Hang on. Don't lose focus. Concentrate on the here or now. You know, don't take your mind to concentrate on something else where you haven't even finished what you're currently doing. <laughs> and of course, the competitors, if you're racing to, to place overall in age division, slowing down before the finish line is going to create that situation where you're going to be passed. You're going to hand it over to your competitors. You're going to be angry. You're going to be annoyed at yourself. It is a race. Hey, nothing wrong with being passed if somebody's faster than you. No shame in that. As long as you have given it your best shot in that finish line. So remember, every day you have, you have to go to work because you have goals and expectations and this means you have two choices to make one you can train prepare and race through the finish line or you can train prepare and see what happens what do you think is going to be the more successful approach yes envisioning a strong finish racing through that finish line because you are setting higher standards you are setting higher targets for yourself you're not allowing any room for complacency you're creating strong habits to push yourself through through finishing this project on a high you know finishing this whole race thing the whole training session and of course you understand the possible hiccups the injury the slow pace in the beginning of the race and it might not be a personal best today but it's still your goal your expectations so anticipate and be prepared to push hard and thoughtful through that finish line Carry on with the high expectations. <laughs> this is what you trained for. This is what you prepared for. This is your moment. Make that finish a strong one. You know, ra races are full of distractions. They're all calling you, fighting for your attention. And it's your choice what you give your attention to. Don't focus on the struggles of the current workload. Focus ahead. Focus on the here and now and ahead. Focus on the here and now and ahead. Give it the attention it deserves and run through the finish line. The positive finish is going to release much more powerful energy. It'll create better opportunities and momentum for your next goal. You know, I just want to, uh, I just want to mention, you know, uh, uh, Maurice Green, the American former track and field sprint record holder, 100 meters and 200 meters, fantastic athlete. He said following, 
and I'm quoting here, when the gun fires, you must concentrate for every second on the way to that finish line. You should know exactly how long it will take you and think about every step of the race you're about to run. The finish line is not the finish line. It becomes the starting line of your next race. So the next time you're in your race, goal or project, focus on it, see it through and run through your finish line. I hope you enjoyed today's show. My name is Heiko. Thanks for listening. God bless you. And remember, take it easy.